If you'd like to listen to Radio Free Brooklyn when you're not in front of your computer, please consider downloading our free mobile app available in the App Store for iPhone or the Google Play Store for Android. You're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn. It's time to get lost and Lost and Rewound on Radio Free Brooklyn. Happy, 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 happy. Even though we're not really happy, 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 but it's okay. Hey, I don't know about you, man. Happy Thanksgiving on this welcome. gobble, gobble day. Welcome to you, Will Hasty, and welcome to you, Rachel Teichman. Let's pardon that turkey, boys. Because it is our straight-up uh, Thanksgiving episode, chances are you're probably not listening to us. But if you are, thank you for joining us on this Thursday afternoon. Uh, we do this every Thursday on Radio Free Brooklyn as a means to get acquainted with our younger selves and learn a little bit more about how we got it from there to here. And if you, like our guest this week, will be... It's a me, a Mario! It's a me, a Mario! <laughs> and we have to investigate the entire Mario family! Oh, wait, this is a little racist. Yes, it is. Uh, no, 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 uh, no, no more, no more. <laughs> no more. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to get some death threats. No. <laughs> for, for, for <laughs> On this week's episode, we have the other half of my DNA right here on Zoom on Radio Free Brooklyn. His name is Jeffrey Teichman. I am the only person in the world who calls him Jeffrey and not Jeff. He is older than me. He has a beard. And let's get to it. Hey, welcome, Jeff. How's it going? I'm sorry you guys can't uh, see my beard out there on the airwaves. It's thick and majestic. Yeah, that is. I appreciate that. That is a combat beard, sir. You would you would make a special force as a man very jealous. Oh yeah, you're, you're making me blush a little. I can't where, see that either, I guess. Where where in the world are you zooming from? I am coming to you live from Pueblo, Colorado. Pueblo, Colorado. How how uh, high up in the mountains is that? That's pretty damn high, huh? Well, it's in a little bit of a bowl in Colorado, actually. Uh, we're at around 4,500 feet here. Most of the rest of the state and all the surrounding areas are uh, 6,000 feet or higher. It gets up to around 14. Um, so even though they say it's a high desert, I am, in fact, kind of low down. Does being that high up affect how long it takes to boil water? Um, you know, I don't think so. But if I'm fully honest, Amanda boils most of the water. 
That's what ah. You have a ridiculous endurance and a ridiculous cardiovascular base uh, because of your high altitude living, sir? Uh, no, because I'm usually inside. Although I, I, I do give my lungs a workout because, you know, it's legal here in Colorado. Oh, hey, that's, that's awesome. All in good fun uh, when you get a chance to do things legally. You have some good company out there. Uh, you have your partner and you have uh, a, a lot of uh, creatures. I do. I have my fiance Amanda, who I'm super happy with. We got a house here. Uh, it's a millennial dream, just don't want a house, you know. And I got two dogs, three cats, and a turtle. Um, and we all live together, and it's pretty good. We like it. living the best life. Everybody now gets to hang out with you more. The dogs love it. The cats love it. I usually have at least one animal on top of me, if not more. What brought you out to Pueblo, Colorado? Well, it's a lot of things. Um, Rachel could probably attest that I was not super happy in New Jersey. Um, and I, I, I hear that it's a lot of people are feeling that way. It's the, the state most people are moving out of two years running or something. So I was one of those guys. Is that um, so? Yeah, I had a good friend who lived here in Colorado, in Pueblo specifically, who actually has since moved away, but that's a whole other thing. Um, but the cost of living is lower. Um, it's freer. There's less traffic. It's just... All around, if, if you're stuck on the East Coast and you've never seen it out here, I definitely think you should take a look. You moved out to Colorado trying to get away from uh, New Jersey to sort of find yourself and your and this entire life just sort of exploded upon your arrival? What, what happened? I, well, in a matter of speaking, yeah, I came here um, with, I guess, like 10, 12 days before I had to start work. I got to transfer into my old job here, which was convenient. Um, but I had like a week and a half off so that I could get an apartment and move all my stuff in. So in the meantime, being a red-blooded American male as I am, I downloaded Tinder. Um, and I pretty quickly met Amanda. I think it was uh, 12 days after I got here. I met Amanda on Tinder. And, awesome. you know, I didn't know. I, who knew I was going to catch feelings, right? But um, I did. And really soon after, we started looking at houses. We got a house. I gave her the ring this past July. Yeah. Oh, you guys that's... were a quarantine couple. A quarantine yeah. engagement. That's so sweet. Uh, yeah, I had planned to take her out. We were going to go to, uh, it's called Cripple Creek, which is a, a place in Colorado where you go um, gambling. There's a lot of casinos and stuff. And they've got some other cool caves in the area and stuff. We were going to go up and check that out. Mm. Um, and the plan was for us to take a vacation the first week of April. Mm. And mid-March, I got furloughed from my job. And she's an essential employee. And so that just sort of never happened. And so I'm holding this ring in my room, this room actually here. Um, I had it for a few months, kind of like, well, how do I get this to her? But I, I just, eventually we were outside, we were on the patio. And I said, I'm, I'm, I'm done waiting here. So. Wow, that is beautiful. All right, and for our listeners at home, the room you're sitting in looks like the big couch of a sort of like global world villain super layer. So yeah. That's also <laughs> cool. I, I, this might be a record for, uh, and, and this is not a knock, actually. I, I applaud you because this is good for your eyes. You are sitting farther back than anybody has ever been on the show. Literally. Yeah. Uh, it's good. Know. It's good. <laughs> no, it's sorry. good. I need a computer desk, but I kind of, I had the TV <laughs> and the computer and I set them up so that I could watch Hulu this way. And that's yeah. just how it is. So. Video games? Do you do? Do you partake? Oh yeah, the PS4 is in there. Um, yeah, PS4. I bring, okay, all right, whatever, whatever. I didn't bring all my old stuff. I still the N64, um, the GameCube are still back in Jersey, so Rachel gets to play those sometimes, I guess. But Amanda has her own GameCube. Um, hey. 
There it's all set. Yeah. Are you getting the PS5? I have never been an early adopter. If I get that, it'll be in a couple of years, probably. That's yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. You've never been an early adopter. Uh, so in your circle of friends, uh, you were never like in line with them to get the latest gadgets or the latest anything. You're always like, I'm going to wait until it's actually affordable. And yeah, I've never been a, a midnight release kind of guy. Even like popular games and stuff, like popular TV shows, all this stuff, it's probably a mental block type of thing. But if it's super popular and everybody's talking about it, I got to wait until it's not anymore before I start getting into it. Mm-hmm. Is quarantine lifestyle fitting to you man the six months between getting furloughed from my previous job and then eventually terminated and finding a new job was the vacation that i needed absolutely i loved it it was amazing days flew by and i will never get another six month vacation for another 40 years until retired probably so i really i appreciate that time that i had you know I mean, I'm, I, of course, it's got its negatives. I'm not going to say this is all fun and games. And, and certainly I don't. I, I hate masks. I just hate masks. I really do not want to wear a mask. And I do because I'm not one of those guys. I wear a mask when I'm out and I wear a mask at work. But it sucks. Okay. But at home with my animals, playing video games, watching TV, enjoying myself. I mean, no, I can't really say that was negative. It seems like uh, you are really at the peak of your life right now, and that's good. Keep that peak. You're in Colorado where there are enough of them. Um, mm-hmm. what, what did you go yeah. to school for? I uh, graduated high school, and then I went to Hofstra University for about two months, and I decided, nope, I'm done with this, and I've never been back. Would you feel comfortable at all talking about that experience and what caused you to eliminate undergraduate studies? Well... I, and Rachel can also certainly attest to this, didn't like school. I was not a guy who, who, who enjoyed going to school every day, you know? Suffice it to say, I thought that college was going to be exciting, and it was exciting in a lot of ways, but after the first couple of weeks wore off and the orientation was over, and I had to be the one to get myself out of bed and go to class, I was not in a place mentally where I was able to be doing that all the time. I've never felt the need to go back. I got a job. And I got promoted in that job, and then I got a better job where they're paying me more. And at this point, it's why do the debt, you know? I might go back and learn Spanish. Would you call yourself a believer in that Elon Musk line of college isn't really necessary? It's a place where you can basically prove that you can do your chores, but it's not some place to learn how to live in a world. Learn how to live in a world, yes. I absolutely am not going to discount the need, the want for higher education because. It's great. My mom was a teacher for over 30 years. My sister's in grad school. You know, it's a big deal. You should be able to have it. It should be affordable. I don't want to get into all this, but mm-hmm. it just Please wasn't do. for me. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, yeah, well, okay. Yes, school should be affordable. It should not cost uh, $60,000 a year to go to school in a place where you also have to pay for parking. Yeah. Yes, um, yes. It, yeah, yes. I, I, I know. Yeah, I have to Yes. But I paid for parking. I know. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm well aware. And so I'm super happy that the people who can go do go. I get you on the not having to go to college unless it's actually going to be affordable. Uh, I went to a very expensive uh, private liberal arts school and it did me very well, all things considered. However, for the first semester, I'll just say two months because it's about right. Uh, I was in total shambles. I almost failed out my first semester. It just felt like I was on a roller coaster the whole time. So you got off the roller coaster real early. I stayed on. 
can, yeah. can I actually on this point say one other thing just in case there's anybody who's like 17 or 18 and like scared about colleges right now? Something I wish that anyone ever had told me. My parents told me from the time I was two years old that I was going to go to a great college and get a great job and be rich. And, and I'm, I know that many, many people around my age group have been told the same thing. And I want you to know, whoever you are listening, if you don't go to college, life goes on. It's not the end of it. You can do okay. You can get a job. You can do something that you're interested or not interested. You can move up. You have to care a little bit. You might have to work a little harder. But not having a college degree is not the end of your life. And I truly this, wish anyone yeah. said that to me. I have no, a question I mean, for you. Yes. After working at Radio Shack for a couple of years, you had to um, get your shit together. What was it that got you to do that? That's a solid question. I had been with the company for a little over three years and a management position opened up. And I was doing better than I had been doing a few months before mentally, physically, um, in terms of the things I was doing day to day when I was out of work. I don't know that I really had my shit together, but they offered me this position and I said yes. And that kind of made me do it. And that's not really fair because you can't expect to be given a management position before you have yourself together and then let that fix you. But that's kind of what happened to me. I started waking up at 7 a.m. And, and, you know, doing all the stuff I had to do to get ready for the day to be a manager of a store. And it kind of motivated me, not to mention the paycheck, which was more the minimum wage, which I had been making for three years. For a lot of people in that situation, at least in my limited experience with this, as long as they're doing something to tackle the mental piece, having a job or having something that can be a furtherment of their career and, and give them some sense of satisfaction is sort of like the kicker, right? Like that's the thing that really does have real potency because all of a sudden your, your life has meaning. Would you agree with, or would you say that you needed some aspect of your mental health tackled in order to get the benefit from that job? Or would you say that it was just the job itself? I think it's a little of both. And I mean, this was a, a not a busy store. And so I had a, a big fish, small pond type of situation going, which I think is why I was offered the position, I was by far the biggest salesman in the store, which wasn't saying much, but I think, well, I had that and I had the seniority at that point. And I think I felt like I deserved it a little bit. And so getting that offer by itself was a little bit to my mental state, like, yeah, okay, finally I'm being recognized. You know what I mean? Looking back on it, they probably didn't have a lot of options, but I don't know. I don't, cause I don't want to minimize my own accomplishments. I did a good job. I ran a profitable store and then another profitable store for two years. Um, we never had a, a bad month. And so I, I don't think it was all just like me being lucky. I, I think I worked for that. But to answer your question, the bigger part of the mental thing came after they gave me the position. You got in there and you realized I can do this. Yes, yeah, right. And not just at my little store in my hometown that I lived in. Did you go back to uh, New Jersey for Thanksgiving last year? No. Um, last year was my first year here in Colorado. So I left just before Passover. Um, like a few days before, and then I have not been back. 
I love my family, especially all my extended family that I saw twice a year at Passover and Thanksgiving. But I felt like I had to just come out here and be Jeff for a little while. That's noble. But normally in the past, before you went out to be Jeff, you were uh, still a uh, son, brother, uh, cousin, uh, nephew, and got a chance to exercise all. You're of speaking those like roles, he's dead uh, around the <laughs> around the dinner. Was I? That, you you're listening to it like he's dead. Um, I yes, I definitely I went to Grandma's house where we had the Passover Seder and the Thanksgiving uh, every year that I can remember for my whole life. Yeah, um, I don't. I, I think 2019 was the first year I ever did. You also have a new family that you're marrying into. Uh, have you gotten a chance to get to know them at all? I have met some of them, um, and obviously without going into detail, but she doesn't talk to all of them. Um, so we're close with mom, and we're close with a lot of mom's family and that kind of thing. And actually, we ended up the house that we got. Her grandma and some of the extended relatives live like five or six houses down that way. As oh, wow. So, so we see them sometimes. Yeah. Um, but as far as I know, you know, there's no plans at all for anything Thanksgiving today. You call her mom? Her mom. Yeah. You call her mom, mom? No. Did I, I, if I said that, I didn't mention it. You did. Do you call her mother-in-law elect? There you go. I, well, I don't know. Currently I think I call her Brandy because that's her first name. Um, <laughs> but I, I, it's a little weird because I just say kind of like, hi, you never really say, hi, how are you, Brandy? Or hi, how are you, Mrs. Quintana? You know, uh, when does that come up? I, my fiance never calls me Jeff, I'm bacon, you know? You're bacon? Wait, I'm sorry. Wait, wait. For, for our listeners, your your pet name from your fiance. Babe. Babe. Oh, like the, ro- babe, like the rosé. Babe, babe. Well, actually, I was thinking babe like the pig, the bacon. You know? Oh, I was thinking, uh-huh. I was thinking the rosé. No, well, um, no, I don't have a clever remark to make here. Do you have a, a list of pet names that you have ready at the gate? Depends how sarcastic I'm feeling. Um, <laughs> if it's just like, you know, a regular conversation, yeah, babe works, it's short, it's sweet. Um, if it's something like, you know, she was doing something to be obnoxious, jokingly, I'd be like, oh, yes, thank you, darling, or sweetheart, or, you know. Um, usually babe, yeah. Do you but, like being given pet names? Uh, yeah, whatever. I mean, um, one thing I never liked was Jeffy. And my reasoning for that was, uh, if you ever read the comic Family Circus, yes, yeah, there's a kid in there named Jeffy, and all of the kids in that comic are useless and dumb, and so I didn't <laughs> want to be associated. <laughs> I, I call him Desi because she couldn't say my name when she was a year and a half old. Aww. Yes, yeah. yeah, so hey, you know what? I totally feel that. I still call my older cousin Andrew Adu from for exactly the same reason. There you go. That reminds me of uh, an old family member of mine uh, I don't talk to. Her name is Cheryl. And uh, apparently uh, my neighbor, her was Chi-Chi. So whenever I was talking about John and Cheryl, it was always John and Chi-Chi. That's not a good name. That's not a good nickname for someone. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, you know that, right? You're aware of that? You know what that means? Yeah, yeah, yeah you just walked around calling her a giant titty. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Elon's family knew he was straight from a young age, but did Elon? Jeffrey knew I was gay from a young age. I did. I told, when Rachel was seven or eight, I told my mom, she's going to be gay someday. And my mom (laughs) said, no, don't be ridiculous. And yeah, yeah, don't be ridiculous, right? Yeah, he used to like walk around, like he would just like walk into the room and say, Rachel, you're gay. And I'm like, no, I'm not. 
And then oh, I, turned, well, that that may have been a little bit of me being um, an immature 10, 11 year old. I mean, yes, and, but know, like it's also, but like but like you were also kind of serious. I was right. As yeah, yeah, you were. Let's just set the stage. Jeff walks into a room. Rach is lovingly staring at a picture of a girl from her class, deeply uh-huh. and meaningfully. And Jeff goes, "You're gay." gay. Yeah. <laughs> 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 gay. <laughs> In that relationship does speak to, to like a genuine comfort between you two, which is like, like I have a little brother, and I had a, I had a faux older sister. She's not related to me, but like. Sam and I fought until we were like 18, 19 years old. You know what I mean? Oh, we did too. Yeah, I, I don't know, Rach, would you say we have a genuine comfort? Yeah, yeah, I would say I would say we have a uh, genuine comfort, but- I think like, we're better now. I, I, I think we're better off now. Yeah. The I, 1900 I think, miles in between helps. Yeah, well, to answer your question, I think um, we- have had absolutely no problem walking into a room and calling each other names. Aww. No, yeah, that's that's perfectly fine. Yes, yeah. I can insult Rachel till the end of the day. It's not. No. Yeah, yeah. We're brother and sister. It's fine. Yeah, no, I Wait, get that, it. That's, that's the way it works. No, it's like it's it, it's real. And I mean, look, what's what's the age difference between the two of you, right? I mean, look, three, four years four, and four eight years. months. That is almost identical to me and my little brother. That literally is almost identical to me and Sam. Jeffrey, I need to tell you something since we have Will here. Um, so remember when I used to play Puzzle Pirates all the time? Oh, oh my God. God. Oh my God. God. Kind of. So um, that's how me and Will originally met. When I was like 12, we would be playing Puzzle Pirates. And then we like never like talked to each other again until I came to New York and we met and realized we both played Puzzle Pirates together. It was like... Handle, handle, what, what, you're, what? It was yeah. so, it was so random. I mean, Rachel and I have like thousands of those like random little connections through either video games or just life, but like, yeah, it was, but it, but it was the first one that sort of like triggered the friendship. So it was like, yeah, serious? you know what I mean? Well, it was such a, it was such a random like niche thing, you know? Yeah. The first thing is like, oh, well that's weird, but it's not weird because I met my fiance on Tinder. And even before that, when I was 13 years old and I started playing Final Fantasy, I joined up onto a Final Fantasy forum website and I met some people on there and I went into their chat room and I started talking to them. And 10 years later, I'm moving to Pueblo, Colorado because I played League of Legends with this guy that I met through another person in that chat room. That's how I even found this town was from that. So it's not that crazy anymore. In the theme of this show, right? We're looking at the different formats from ages and ages ago and how technology has sort of enabled us to both capture ourselves and have a real true sense of ourselves, you're literally describing the most recent iteration of that yeah. and its true utility. That's pretty awesome. There's a message board that I was on uh, for years um, in college and my 20s as a whole. I did get a chance to meet a number of the folks that I uh, uh, that I would chat with. Being able to have those kind of interactions in person it got me really well prepared for what it means to have those social interactions with people that you didn't otherwise meet in person. So you had your video game community. How long have you been playing games for from as early as you can remember? Oh, video games? Oh, shoot. Uh, When I was like four, we had a Super Nintendo that my friend James lent us and I started playing Super Mario World. Yes. I have 100%ed that game many, many times. Me too. 
On my sixth birthday, <laughs> I got a Game Boy Color and Pokemon Red, and it was all downhill from there. Okay. Yeah, that was my earliest video game memory. Yeah, we had a couple other ones for Super Nintendo. There was Top Gear, and then there was one where you had to go and fight a gorilla, but I never beat the gorilla. For me, I stopped playing Mario games from when we transitioned from basically scrolling through 3D. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I never really liked the 3D open world type of Mario games nearly yeah. as much as um, as the platformers. Um, I do like Paper Mario for GameCube, though. Yeah, Paper Mario is the only exception on that. The Mario 64, the new Mario stuff they're doing is not my game. So. Yeah, I've, I've played some of the newer Mario games in the last few years, and I, they're just... They're kind of clunky, like because they're like they put so much energy into the 3D graphics, but they didn't actually consider what it's like to maneuver those graphics. Yeah, and it doesn't it stop and kills the Mario feel. I want to make one thing since here I am on, online and I want to ask the world. Um, in Super Mario World, Bowser is King Koopa, and one of the people that controls one of the lesser castles is, um, I believe, Larry Koopa Jr. Yes, Jr. Yeah. Morton, Morton Koopa Jr. So does that mean it's Morton? Does that mean that Bowser's first name is Morton? Oh. That's what I want to know. I guess so. I would say yes. I mean, why would that would make like at least logically that makes sense, right? I believe that Bowser King Koopa's real name is Morton, and I would go by Bowser too if it was me, honestly. That that all no, no, kids. Yeah, Bowser. No, no, Bowser is a better name and it's more badass. Let's yeah. see. There, there was Lenny. There was Larry. There was uh, Wendy. Uh, yeah. There was Ludwig von Koopa. Yeah. There was, that's <laughs> that's my favorite. <laughs> there's Morton Koopa Jr. As you said. Yeah. There you go. See. That's there's, it. There's, no, that's it. That's it. That was the name. That's it. It's Morton. So I I think Bowser's first name is Morton. That's my uh, my theory. But this. do we know that that those are all Bowser's kids? Would you give a, a giant castle overlooking an area of the world to anybody but a child? One of your children? They they could be from different lizard moms, for all I we mean, know. My, my answer would be... They all the drive there. exactly the same in Mario Kart. They don't have any freaking difference between... What? what? Wait a minute. Uh-oh. Uh there are minor variations in moments when it matters. I don't know how much the Mario universe uh, depends on primogeniture for giving out landed nobility and that type of thing you know but um <laughs> I, I i i don't know i, I don't think uh mr miyamoto ever got into it yeah <laughs> Too bad. We are about to see some clips of you with a very yeah, young but we're, yeah we're, we're gonna see some clips but the listener is gonna be listening to those clips first we gotta take a quick word from rfb uh and when we do return uh we've got brother of rachel teichman jeff teichman uh, zooming in with us from Pueblo, Colorado, this is Lost It Rewound on Radio Free Brooklyn. Radio Free Brooklyn's mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, and free expression. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. Every dollar helps us stay on the air. Support independent community media by pledging whatever you can. All contributions are tax-deductible to the fullest extent of the law. Please support with a monthly pledge or one-time donation at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. Hey there, listener. Thanks for sticking around with us on Thanksgiving afternoon. Assuming that you are doing the smart thing and not going anywhere, 
because we're in a fucking global pandemic. I appreciate you. I know that I speak for the group here when we we appreciate your listenership on a day like today when it can be very lonely and you want to have family around the house, but you can't really because it's not healthy. But so join behold, join the Teichmans. Yes, the Teichmans. Join us this week. It is I and Will, Rachel and her brother Jeff. Jeff, Rachel provided to this show for this week um, some a home movie footage. Uh, we're going to listen to it in a little bit. Theoretically, we're watching it. Those uh, at home or uh, on the go are listening to it. Did Rachel uh, give you any sort of uh, insight as to what was going to be played? Uh, no. And actually, I haven't seen any of our home movies in many years. Probably I was not even 10 years old last time. So Did you I don't know? know <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But did you know that I have been privy to your face in young form for a little over a year now because of other clips that Rachel has shared on this show. In fact, the very first piece of thing that Rachel, oh no, it wasn't, it was the second. That wasn't the first, it was like one of the first though. But it was one of the very earliest shows that Rachel contributed was actually these home movies. So in fact, sir, we have been very familiar with your childhood face for yeah. quite a while now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, like what can I what can I say? But lucky you. <laughs> it's, <laughs> well it's it it is a, a long time coming that uh, we should uh, be so fortunate to have your uh, say. Now that finally you get to be uh, hearing some of the stuff that we have seen. Um, so yeah. at any rate, we uh, will start with this first one. I believe Rachel has that queued up, or is that me? I have it queued up. I have it yeah. queued up. I'm queuing up. We're, we're time all stamp three fifty to six forty five. Will hasn't seen it. Jeff, you I haven't have seen it. And I haven't. I haven't it. even seen it. Wait, let me, let me so we have it. no idea what we're going to be watching. It's no, I have seen it. The freshest of freshest of years. It is true, but just like our listeners at home, let us settle into our trip to fan based <laughs> lethargy <laughs> and prepare to intake these Titan home videos in audio form. Hey, well, what's the special tape of me and Rachel? <laughs> Why don't you uh, let Rachel play with that for a minute? This? Yes. Okay, here. Are you taping me in the video? Yes. Yes. Hey, Rachel. Hey, Rachel. Hey, Rachel. Hey, Rachel. Hey, Rachel. Hey, Rachel. What you doing? I do. That time you shouldn't have video cameraed. Rachel, come out of here. Ooh. Sorry. You're okay. You used to say that to me, didn't you? I remember when I used to say 
tell? Remember that? Dad, you, do you remember that? Yes, I do. Could you open this up, Daddy, please? What is it? Walk. Let's stop. Let's stop crawling and start walk. Alright, let her let her get started on her own. Oh. I'll pick her up and she starts walking. Yay! <laughs> Yay. Yay. adorable. Rachel, you continue to do really the cute. excited Rachel dance even from an early, very early age. <laughs> that, is really true. that is hilarious how that basically hasn't changed. Like, that's, <laughs> like, like and we're basically watching it slam. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> we're watching, we're literally, for our listeners, we're watching what is a toddler version of Rachel essentially do what every toddler does when they're excited, which is just laugh, shake their head, smile, like, and move their hands really fast. And this is literally the first time I think I've realized that, holy shit, Rachel still does exactly that. She's really excited. But it, but what's crazy was- I how, have to be pretty excited for that to happen. That is true. That is true. But we're, we're, but we're literally watching like two siblings be siblings. We're watching a father try to film his daughter as the older sibling, as they would. And like, how old were you in that movie? Like three or four years old? No, he was like five. Okay, but still at like under the age of six or seven. And so therefore just try to get all the attention. Like it was a quintessential, like here is a toddler who can kind of hurt themselves and is walking around the house. And you as an older brother rolling around him, very disregarding of her physical safety, but it was- Please walk! <laughs> the amount of time- <laughs> The amount of times I almost got seriously hurt in that two-minute video. <laughs> I love how the best part of that clip, guys, we're watching them two sort of like navigate around each other as Rachel is playing with toys. And one of the best moments is Rachel falls off what is basically a slate fireplace, right? Yeah. Like a slate stone fireplace. Hit my head. Hit the ground, head yeah. first. Looks up at the father and you, Jeff, terrified. And your dad, not Jeff, your dad goes, oh, you're fine. <laughs> yeah but that's what you have to do to a baby because like they look to you to know if they're hurt or not so she was she was fine what were your thoughts going into seeing that jeff wow um well i i will tell you my first thought was that i barely recognized that room in my house anymore it looks completely different uh, all of the furniture is different there's like cat stuff in there it's just everything's moved around different couch that was my first thought but the carpet the is the same the carpet is the same, yes. My second thought, I guess, was like, wow, yeah, I was a little attention whore. I, I mean, you talk about, yeah, I was a, a young five, six, whatever at the time, but that didn't really go away for a while. I yeah. think that sort of more calmed down as I hit my mid-teen years. Before that, yeah. I mean, you could find pictures of me from middle school where they were just taking pictures, and I'm like looking up into the camera, cheesing, biggest, dumbest grin you could find. I remember doing this. 
So, yeah, I, I mean, still, I, I work retail. I'm in a position where I talk to people all day. It hasn't entirely gone away. Those were my first steps, I guess. Like, do you remember being in that situation and literally teaching me to walk? I tend to doubt that was your first steps. I feel like dad probably wouldn't have let me do that if you hadn't already taken some. I don't know, because the way that he, I don't know if you heard it, but like he like did his like dad gasp child is doing something amazing noise. I, I would believe it was the second or third time. I don't know. I have no memory of this. I do not even actually, I remember some of the old tapes, like the home movies that we had. I don't remember this one. This is gone from my archives. It was very sweet to see you stand over her when it was directed and you specifically lifted her up. That was the moment just before Rachel walked over to what was a bin of, I think it was Bert face down as like a toy in this toy chest. And she grabs what I think, well, I forget what the stuffed animal was. It was Ernie. It grabbed Ernie and gave us the like, you know, happy Rachel face. Well, yeah, because I realized like in that moment that I literally had just walked for the first time. I'm mobile. Yeah. I remember very well being very happy to have this little sister and, and being super excited to play with her and everything until she learned to talk. I guess it's regular sibling rivalry, but anytime that I had a friend over and Rachel was, uh, you know, nearby and mom would say, hey, play with Rachel. You know, that was the worst thing in the world. I could <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Me, nine years old, another nine-year-old boy, maybe two. And then my little five-year-old sister coming in. No, I didn't want any part of that, no. Right oh, but I sure but, did. <laughs> and, and and about as often as not she got herself involved yes did you have uh like a friend who had a younger sibling so it was sort of uh in the cards to have uh no. there'd be that synchronicity no nothing my two best friends my one was the youngest uh, uh he had two older sisters and then my other friend had a younger sister when he was like nine and so that was different and she's five years younger than me that was different yeah. because that was a big age difference. You know, he was a little more mature when she came along. And if there's any uh, parents who have a kid and they, uh, who's about four years old and they're thinking about another one, give it another couple of years. There's a second clip we are about to listen to. We're about to watch. We're about to uh, absorb. Imbibe via our eyes and ears, mostly our ears. It looks like more home life. I, I, the only visual, I'm going to give you a screenshot idea before we begin this. Jeff, you're on the couch. Uh, legs sort of bent up and you are look like you're sucking your thumb of sorts. Uh, and then Rachel, you are like, on... For our listeners, he's describing Jeff right now. Hold <laughs> <laughs> up the thumb. Everything but the thumb is accurate. So far. <laughs> and then Rachel, you're sitting in front of the couch and you're playing with what looks to be something that's a child toy-like I'm going to go with. Can't yeah. really tell. Yep. Um, and Jeff, it looks like you're hugging a stuffed animal. Did you have any stuffed animals that you uh, really remember glomming onto at a young age? Uh, Mr. Bear, Teddy Roosevelt Bear, yeah. He stuck around for a while. I never really gave him an official name, so he was just, you know, the Teddy Bear. I always um, called him Teddy. Teddy, yeah. But besides that, uh, most of them were Rachel's, I think. Although we did get a pig that we won down at Point Pleasant once, and that yeah. was pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, I, I have the miniature one in my room right now, but we have the big one at home, and we named it Oinky for Dora the Explorer. This is dated September, November, 1998, 1999. This is somewhere in between. This is 1998. Okay. This or is no, actually, this might be 99, now that I think about it. Okay. Five or six. Let's watch slash listen. 
said two days. I'm daddy. about that clip was that it was literally a brother and sister playing a clearly different stages of development like one clearly a toddler and one clearly a like young you know six or seven year old and yet uh when the camera turns on instead of doing what the classic kids would do which would just be you know the older sibling being like pay attention to me god damn it it was a much more loving like interacting and basically you were feeding her toys and kind of how you know you guys were you were you were complimenting her on that she said yay you know what i mean like that seems like a very nuclear engaged loving family there's a couple of things that stick out to me in this video the first thing is you were six years old and you said the the lesson was to educate me <laughs> i don't think that's a thing that most six-year-olds say <laughs> um and also um that I sung the alphabet with you up until like the letter I, and I don't know if I stopped because I didn't know the rest or because I was just letting you do your thing. Uh, I like I like how I changed a couple of the words there. Yeah. 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 I had to be creative with it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I was just like doing my own thing. I was like playing independently, but like you decided you needed attention, and so like it was suddenly playtime. Yeah. Well, can I tell you the the most amazing thing about that video to me was something that obviously you wouldn't be able to uh, hear but see. But we were talking about um, my previous stuffed animal, Mr. Bear, which I was holding at the beginning of that video. And right at the beginning, before I went and got you that Elmo toy, I handed you the bear. 
And I was shocked watching myself do that. I could not believe that I gave you that bear. Like, wow. <laughs> that was like my bear. Right. All right. Yeah. That we, uh, we got along very well again before you learned how to talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Un- until my vocabulary uh, went past mommy, daddy, and letters A through I. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And you couldn't even get mommy and daddy right every time. You, you messed up a little. <laughs> Mommy, I'm you, daddy. I don't think yeah, your, mom's, yeah. your, your mother never had the video camera. It was always your dad who was recording everything. Almost dad, always. Dad's yeah. camera, yeah. Yeah. At least of the clips we've seen, like we, we could just we yeah could missing an archive. There's a couple that she did, but um, they don't necessarily translate well to radio. I wonder, Jeff, if your uh, excitement about being on the camera is due in part to your innate interest in technology. I mean, clearly you're uh, very tech savvy. You're very into gadgets. uh, And it seems like that might have been something that uh, began from a young age due in part to your dad's influence. Uh, Maybe. And it's interesting that like we've got the mix of two interests that might in some people be very disparate. I'm interested in being on camera and being the center of attention, but I'm also interested in playing with gadgets. And those two things by themselves do not always go together. The people that I worked at with Radio Shack, for example, I was like sort of the weird one. They, the guys who could solder everything and build everything, were not outgoing then. We have time for one more clip, and that uh, of which, uh, Rachel, you're going to uh, be on the control deck. What could we expect from this? Is this going to be something uh, of, of equally jarring nature? Uh, I don't think so. I So I'm going to describe the very beginning picture that we're going to see. It's in the same room as the other two clips, but we're fast forwarding um, several years, which in childhood time is a very, very long time, as you'll see. True. Jeffrey, I promise you are wearing a bathrobe. You are not exposed. And we're going to see um, we're going to we're going to see a new friend. Okay. And this is the hamster. She calls for a puff. I don't call it that. And now he's going to jump off. There you go. Dad, make sure you only you only take make sure you only um, take (laughs) a movie of the cage. He's gonna fall. He's gonna fall. Look at the hamster. He's now, right in his food. <laughs> Rachel, go get next to the, the cage wheel. over there. He's on the wheel. He's on the wheel. Now he will. You will see him go on the wheel, and he keeps going and going and going and going. And now and going. he turned the other way so he can go on the TV. And now you get a close up of me. <laughs> and now you get a close up with me. <laughs> <laughs> and he keeps running. Oh God, he's close. <laughs> Interesting. Rachel, stay closer to the cage. That's okay. good. And why is this um really wet? Cause it wants to. What's be. wet? In here. Maybe Probably the, because uh, that's the water is falling in. Water is leaking in. Right? Uh, Jeffrey, stop. No, 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 no. Now you, now you see fur puff. Um, um. Now I can't um, see anything with you holding up the cage. Now you see. There I call him furball. Now fur puff is behind. Rach, you're wheel. not doing a documentary. Apparently she is. 
She doesn't even know what a documentary is. He's climbing. Well, I bet he falls in five, four. Okay, four. Three to one. Yeah. Three to one. Yeah. Three to one zero. <laughs> and now you'll see him do hamster stuff. Stuff. I wonder if he has a hamstring. Oof, you say? Yeah. Oof. Some quintessential uh, back and forth there. Um, which part about it was uh, most oof to you? Uh, well, I, I guess two things. Obviously, the, she doesn't even know what a documentary is. Yeah. Um, me not know, actually knowing what a hamstring is before I laugh when I own joke isn't great. Um, <laughs> but, Rach, I don't know. Should I tell them the story about that hamster or do you want to? You're not, I mean, you're not thinking of Eddie, right? No, that was Furpuff. Yeah, oh, that was Furpuff. His name was Furpuff, and the reason we didn't fight more about it was because uh, the hamster died the same day that it was brought home. Wait, that's not... Uh-oh. Did he never tell you that? Wait a, wait a minute, wait a minute. Can we take a step back? Wait a second. Is this the first wait, time uh, Rachel is finding out that, that there were two Furpuffs? Or is wait, this... Wait like, a second, no, no, no. wait a second. Wait, 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 wait. I want to give my version of what happened. Yes. Okay. So good. Okay. I had been begging for a hamster for a very long time and then I got one for my birthday I was told because I was like how did you hide this from me and I was told that they got the hamster and kept it in the basement and just kept me out of the basement for a few days and then I got the hamster and then I remember having the hamster for about three weeks and the whole time we had it it was definitely sick from like day one and so from what I remember we brought the hamster back to the pet store and got our gerbil, Eddie. What about this is incorrect? I don't know the part about it being in the basement for a few days. That could be. I don't I don't know the story there. But um, I, I thought it was the same day. Maybe if you had it for a couple of weeks, then our memories are different. But I'll take your word. Regardless. Yeah, because I brought Furpuff to Sarah Zhao's <laughs> house. Okay, so then maybe I had it for a couple of weeks. But I was over there in the den there looking at Furpuff one day, and it just wasn't moving. It's just in the cage, not moving. And so dad was like, oh no. And said, okay, yeah. He told you that your hamster was sick and that they exchanged it, but no, it died. Oh my God. Holy shit, this is a lost rewound first. You're just <laughs> finding out that he wasn't sick and didn't I, vanish to the upstate. This is a watershed moment. Wait, wait, okay. So <laughs> Hold on, I, I, this is happening in real time. Now? Wait, what? okay, so, so I wasn't- Happy Thanksgiving, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I went to the store with him. I just no, know that you he didn't. Yeah, he told me he brought Furpuff. But yeah, because to the store, the and then and then like and then like a week later, like the three of us, or maybe it was two of us. I don't I don't know if you were there, but I remember going back to the store like a week later and getting Eddie. Right, but you weren't with Dad when he brought no. Furpuff back because Furpuff had died. Why didn't he tell me? Because you were six. Yeah. And he told me wow. in no uncertain terms, do not tell your sister. <laughs> <laughs> Until a day in November I, of 2020. I, I, I sort of figured you might have talked about it with him or that no. like, you might have occurred to you like, oh, that's probably what happened to my beloved childhood pet. I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news here, but yeah, that hamster died. It was obvious that the hamster was sick. I knew it was sick. I mean, this was my first pet. This was the first pet we had in the house. 
I, I'm actually pretty surprised that they didn't tell me. Like, just knowing who our parents are, I am surprised. After having quite the experience of watching uh, Child Jeff uh, through uh, the submissions of Rachel's in the past, it's uh, really superb to be able to get to know the grown-up version. It's interesting to finally put a face to the name. That was quite a roller coaster, to be honest. Yeah. I did not know what to expect. This is my first time on any sort of broadcast media. I guess we sure. can go with that. Um, and I did not know what to expect. Although when Rachel told me we were going to watch home movies, I figured they'd stop around the time I was six or seven, like that second one. Yeah, I didn't know we'd be going farther than that. That's okay. I didn't even know we had them. We got to see you in your first iterations of glasses and uh, leisure wear. <laughs> <laughs> you've got your career, you've got your life, you've got your love, you've got your animals. Thank you for joining us for this special Thanksgiving episode. It wouldn't be a Thanksgiving episode without a little family. Uh, Rachel, thank you for uh, inviting your wonderful brother to be a part yeah. of around this week. Yeah, thanks, bro. <laughs> got it, sis. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I I'll come that. back someday if you'll have me. Uh, oh, yeah, you're always invited, and hopefully in person, if that will ever be a, allowed, uh, should you ever want to step foot in the tri-state area again, sir. Yeah, yeah maybe something. we do uh just a few uh house cleaning notes to make uh rachel if you could please do the honors if you live in new york city and run for either fun or exercise here's a way to learn something about the city while getting in your workout city running tours is now offering neighborhood running tours designed with locals in mind new york city takes pride in the diversity and character of its neighborhoods and these unique running tours offer an opportunity to learn the history of a neighborhood and get personal recommendations from your guide. Choose from tours of 23 neighborhoods, including the East Village, the Upper West Side, Bushwick, Long Island City, and Roosevelt Island. For more information about the running tours and to see the list of neighborhoods and full tour schedule, check out their website at www.cityrunningtours.com slash New York City. Thanks, Rachel. Hey, that's actually a good idea. That's a very good idea. Jeff, if you ever come back to the Tri-State area, we'll we'll get to know each other on a city running tour. How about that? I'm staying in Pueblo, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this has been episode 235 of Lost and Rewound. For 200-plus uh, episodes of the show, you can, by all means, venture over to our main site. That's radiofreebrooklyn.org slash LAR. And for even more dating all the way back to 2013 from our homegrown podcast days, go to either Apple Podcasts or on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash lost and rewound. My name is Alon Danziger. I'm Will Hasty. I'm Rachel Teichman. Stay safe and God damn it, be kind and informed. Happy Black birthday. lives matter. Black trans lives matter. Yes. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving.
I thought of the word flamin' as an adjective, and I just knew I had to say it when I was going to be on this show. So I held it in, and I um, I think I told one of you that I had a joke that I was preparing to drop at the right time, and then I did, and um, it was good. That story was flamin'. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>